Welcome to the Centerpoint Church podcast. At Centerpoint Church, we are a community of believers impacted by God's saving grace and the love He demonstrated in Jesus Christ. Our response to this amazing grace is to allow it to transform our lives and to share it with others. As a body of believers, we find our purpose in knowing Christ, growing together, and reaching beyond ourselves to help others do the same. This week in our 167 series, we take a closer look at the gifts that God has given us all through Romans chapter 12. I'm uh, just really excited to be able to, to jump back into our series with you this morning. Our series is uh, called 167 because uh, we understand that there's 168 hours that exist for each and every one of you in each and every week. And one hour a week, we hope that you are here. So there's 167 hours with which you get to do whatever it is that you wish. God allows us to be like that and allows us to do the things we want to do. Now, I have this deeply held conviction. It's deep in my bones. It's, it's in my gut that I believe that this is true, is that we are ridiculously in charge of our lives. You are ridiculously in charge of your life, and yes, I believe in the sovereignty of God and in the providence of God, and we get to make choices every single day. We get to decide how it is that we're going to show up, and we're going to, we get to decide what it is we're going to do with those 167 hours when we aren't here. And to help us think about that, we've been hanging out in the book of Romans throughout the course of this series, Romans chapter 12 to be exact. And I want to say something to you this morning for some of you. Uh, we're going to pick up the pace just a little bit. So each of the last two weeks, we've only read one verse. Today we're going to read six, right? Mind blown. We're going to like tackle six verses. And I know that you are more than capable of doing that. These six verses, though, I think they say a lot about what it is that um, we need to do. The first week we looked at Romans 12:1 and, and how um, in view of God's mercy, we were invited to uh, give all of ourselves, everything we are and everything we have, as a living sacrifice to God. Give our bodies as a living sacrifice to the Lord. And then last week, we, we heard what it is to uh, not conform to the, to the patterns of this world, but rather to metamorpho, to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Then, when, we, when our minds are transformed, we are able to understand, we are able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing and perfect will. So, so we're, we're going to tackle these six verses, and they're in Romans chapter 12. It's, the, it's in the New Testament, after the Gospels, and after the book of Acts. So if you have your Bible with you, there are some in the pews for you, um, or a preferred electronic device in which you read Scripture. I, I invite you to throw that open at this moment to Romans chapter 12. And as you do that, I want to invite you to pray with me. Let's pray. Father, would your word be our rule, your spirit, our teacher, and the glory of Jesus, our single concern. Amen. And so friends, I invite you to hear these words from the book that we love, and, and as you hear them, I wonder if you might just let them wash over you. Let them wash over you. 
Romans chapter 12, beginning at verse 3. <laughs> Six of these verses. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not, have, do not all have the same function, <clears throat> so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give encouragement. If it is, if it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Church. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. These are some beautiful words. In fact, these are some of my favorite words in all of Scripture. And I know I say that like most every week because all of the words of Scripture are so useful. But, but they have been formational for me in my journey with Jesus Christ. They have um, showed me the way. They have helped me understand some things to be true, I mean, they have impacted me in a really significant way. And, and, and more important than that, I think for us, for you, is that these words have shaped the Christian church ever since the Romans in that church read these words. Now, last week, Pastor Jamie encouraged us to not conform any longer to the patterns of this world, but to be transformed through the renewing of our minds. And he explained to us this powerful journey that takes place when a caterpillar does its thing and it goes through this process of being transformed and eventually becomes a butterfly. In fact, he said this, he said, on the other side of the chrysalis, there is no mistaking a butterfly for a caterpillar. And then he left us with this challenge. And I think it's useful to remember the challenge, to lift our eyes to heaven, to seek first the kingdom of God, and to be the butterfly. In, in everything we do, in every hour of every week, in every hour of every day, to be the butterfly. And this is not a shaming exercise, but quick show of hands, how many of y'all were being the butterfly on Thursday as you move snow? Again, and again, and again, it's the winter that keeps on giving. But here's the thing. One, one of the things that happened was pretty powerful for me is that I saw somebody be the butterfly. Like I have this four-wheeler that I used to move snow and the blade is about this high and it's like all the snow is over the blade and, and the guy at the end of the block has a payloader. I'm like, oh, covet, covet, covet. <laughs> because I would do the whole neighborhood if I had this payloader. But I sent him a text and I said, you know, is there any way that if you're back in the neighborhood that you might take that payloader and, and push some of the snow off because there's more snow coming? I know there's more coming. And because my driveway is going to start to close in. And when I got home, thanks be to God, there was a butterfly with a big old payloader who moved the snow out of the way. It's such a gift. Using our gifts is a big deal. 
The Apostle Paul is perhaps the most famous biblical example of somebody having this metamorpho kind of experience. It's this word that we get, it's the English equivalent to metamorphosis. You see, Saul, he was Paul before he was, he was Saul before he was Paul. He was a vehement opponent of the gospel. He killed Christians. And this is true that people probably thought that he should have been killed. But God didn't give him what he deserved. Instead, God used Saul in some pretty powerful ways. He struck him down on the road to Damascus, and he had this experience where he didn't get what he deserved. Instead, he got what he didn't deserve. He got grace. And this makes Paul a powerful example of what it looks like to be a butterfly. And and as I think about verses 3 through 8, these six verses that we read this morning, I can see how we can be a butterfly. I can see how you can be the butterfly. And and there's a lot I want to say about these six verses, and I'm going to. But very succinctly, here's the point. God has given each of us gifts to be used every hour of the week for God's glory and our good. God has given us all gifts to be used every hour of the week for God's glory and our good. Do you believe this to be true? Is this your lived experience? Do you actually understand that you have been given gifts by God? It's not necessarily rhetorical, but it seems to be. I believe this. Like, it is deep in my being. It is the core of who I am. Like, I believe that you have been given gifts, skills, talents, and passions. And God wants you to use those gifts, skills, talents, and passions for the sake of his kingdom. I mean, I spent a lot of my pre-ministry professional life trying to help people understand that they should want more for themselves than they even knew they should want. I wonder if you tracked with that. Does that make sense? I mean, because as the call to ministry came, it's, it's, it's only gotten stronger. My desire for you is that you would know that you have been given gifts. God has blessed you in some amazing ways. That's why we call it a gift. I want to be crystal clear. Each and every one of you has been given at least a gift. And if it wasn't true, would it be in the scriptures? We have different gifts according to the grace given to us. I want you to take just a second. I want you to look around the room. Seriously, I mean, like actually look. And and then I want you to do this. I want you to look at the person next to you. Look at them and saying, say say these words, you are a gift. And then look at the person sitting next to you, the other side, if there is somebody over there, it's going to be hard for some of you who are on the aisle unless you want to scream across the aisle and whatnot. You say, you are a gift. Good job, we're participating well. I'm like, I'm so excited about this. And then I, want to, then I want you to do this. I want you to call out something in the person sitting next to you. 
What if you were to say to the next person, to the person that you talked to the first time, and say, you have been given gifts. Tell them that. You have been given gifts. And then do it to the other person. Because we don't necessarily believe this, do we? I mean, we don't own it. And this is what I want you to see. We don't just have gifts. We are a gift. You don't just have gifts. You, each, every one of you, is a gift. And we need to remember this. We need, we need to grasp this. And, and I think it will change the course of your life when you begin to understand that, wow, God has given me something that is of use. God has given me gifts. And this was an incredibly chaotic week. Like, everything that was going on in my week just has, like, accelerated this particular week. And then you throw snow removal on top of it, and you have two hours to do that. And, and it just, it, like, wouldn't stop, it seemed. And so on Thursday night, I was texting with a friend of mine, and we were having this conversation. We were talking about the day that we had had. We were talking about faith walking, which is this ongoing process of spiritual formation that I lead. And then I asked if he would pray that this message might finally come together. This is Thursday night, and and as I was slogging through the day on Friday, I got this text. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. We, we are created with unique gifts to be used freely for him. When we recognize that we are radically in charge of our own lives and gifts, it empowers us and it liberates us. When we are free from the expectations of others, we grow in confidence. When we own our lives, we flourish. We are free to fly like a butterfly. It's not always easy, but we can do hard things with God's help. Now, he's not the preacher, he's not the pastor, but this is a a fantastic example of, of somebody who's synthesizing learning and then using it as a gift for you. And as a gift for me, and I can't tell you what what a gift the text was. Because something deep in me was stirred as I received it. It's like, wow, I mean, all of this stuff is coming together and it's being grasped. And and the friendship is a gift. And and more than that, somebody had courage who wasn't theologically trained, right, to say, this is what I'm getting. It's fantastic. Now, your gifts and my gifts may not be the same. In fact, they aren't the same. But the giver of these gifts is. (laughs) The the one who gave you gifts online, the one who gave you gifts in the room, is the same one who gave me gifts. And he's faithful. And it's the loyal expression, the local loyal expression of, of the people of God that is the gathered community of Centerpoint Church, we have all been given gifts to be used for the sake of the kingdom. And if you're new here, we say that we exist to make Christ known. And we do this by knowing Christ 
growing together and reaching beyond ourselves to help others do the same. My friend reached beyond himself because we are growing together and he's knowing Christ. And he made Christ known to me in a powerful way this week. It's beautiful. And one of the ways that we do this is by calling out the gifts in other people. We just did that. You saw somebody, you said, hey, you have a gift, and you are a gift. And as you came in today, I hope that most of you received one of these. This is a spiritual gifts document. And if you got one, I hope you looked at it. And there will be time for you to do this again in a few minutes. And if you didn't get one, um, when it's time... I just would invite you to go to the back of the space and and locate one. Because if it's true that there are 168 hours in every week, and and you're here for roughly one of those hours, and if it's true that God has given each one of us gifts to be used for his glory, then those gifts aren't just to be used when you're here. They're to be used every hour of the week. Now, I didn't say everybody's off the hook and you shouldn't serve here because that's not what I said. I mean, we want you to continue to serve and to use your gifts, skills, talents, and passions to serve here. But it's also true that your life isn't um, centered on being here every single minute of the day like some of us get to be. For most of you, for most of us, our lives exist outside of this building. And granted, this is true, that we live in a pretty churched part of the world. Would you agree with me on that? Yeah? This is yes and this is no. Um, We live in a pretty churched part of the world. But it's also true that more than 50% of the people that live in Sioux County, Iowa, are not engaged in the life of the church or in a relationship with Jesus Christ. And that that number may surprise some of you, but it's true. And in a post-Christian world where the things of God are less important than they once were, and conforming to the pattern of this world is normative, what I want to say is that it's super important that we know that we have each been given gifts by God and that they are to be used every hour of the week. And a key to this is is found in verse 3. I'm going to go back just a little bit. Do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to you. There's a couple things I want to say about that. Later in the the New Testament, uh, James said that every good and perfect gift was given from above. And and this is the reality. It's, It's true of scripture every good and perfect gift is from above and it's a game changer when we understand that because when we read verse three we normally have one of two things come to mind for us we either think of ourselves more highly than we ought or we think of ourselves more lowly than we ought the converse is also true those who think more highly of themselves than they ought Uh, often puff themselves up and they seem to forget where the gift came from if the gifts all come from above if they come from god then don't take credit for things that aren't yours to take credit for give the credit to god and if we act like this honestly we're just 
not very attractive. Uh, But the same is also true when we think of ourselves more lowly than we ought. Because we don't see ourselves rightly. We don't see ourselves the way God sees us, and we don't understand what it is that we have been given to do and to be in this world, and we keep it under a bushel. Yeah, I mean, you remember the old song, This Little Light of Mine? Are we going to hide under a bushel? bushel? No. Let your light shine. We keep our gifts to ourselves, and the world misses out on you and what God wants to do in you, with you, and through you. Now, for for my gifts to be used every hour of every week, I have to look intently at myself. I get to to look at myself rightly. And so do you. Yeah? You get to look at yourself rightly too. Not more highly than you ought to, not more lowly than you ought to, but with sober judgment, which which really means to look at yourself rightly. Understand that you, the gifts you have been given have come from God, and God wants those gifts to be used for the sake of the kingdom. So, in our list, when you have been given the gift of teaching, then teach. If you've been given the, prophe- the gift of prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve it. If it's teaching, then teach. And, and when these people use their gifts... We should just simply understand that these gifts have been given by God. And that, and that they're actually flexing their muscles. They're using the gifts that they have been given by God. So as we do it, trust that it's from the Lord. And as you receive it, trust that it was God doing the work. Does this make sense? Because, because we should be able to rightly understand that as somebody is running their payloader and pushing back the snow, that that's a gift that they've been given. And, and he's doing that for God's glory and praise the Lord for my good. And when you receive a gift from somebody, they're doing that in the same way. So we don't have to compare. We can stop comparing gifts and, and being jealous of the gifts that somebody else has. Because we do this, right? Do you do this? Do you compare the gifts that you have? Because for some reason we think that some gifts are better than others or that somehow my life just might be better if I had that one. I mean, like if I had that gift, then mm, it would be it. But here's the deal. God gave you a gift. He gave you the gift he gave you on purpose. It reminds me of this thing we used to do at Christmas time. It used to drive me nuts, where we would do this $10 gift thing, and, and then you would, get, you would open a gift, and then somebody could either steal it or they could grab the unopened one. And I, it was ridiculous. I hated that. And, and I didn't know why, except this is why I think I figured it out. Because I'm prone to compare, and I'm, and I, and I'm prone to want somebody else's gift. Instead of just taking and accepting the gift that I have been given. You too? You're a gift from God. And God has given you gifts on purpose. He wrote to the church in Colossae. All things have been created through him and for him. Let that sit there for just a second. All things have been created through him and for him. 
that every good and perfect gift is from above. It's for God's glory. And all things have been created through him and for him. And when you take your God-given gifts and you put them to use for God's glory and our good, it feels pretty great, doesn't it? It feels really good when when you use the God-given gift that you've been given. Because we all want to feel useful. Where are my movie people? Anybody like movies? Nobody. Seriously? I mean, anybody seen the new movie, the new Avatar movie? Anybody? All right. I've got some in the back. So here's this, this movie is, is, um, is taking place, and there are these people, the Navi, and they're, they're jungle people, and they're led by this guy named Jake Sully. He's the Taruk Makto of, of these people, and he's being hunted. He and his family are being hunted by the sky people whose world is crashing down. And, and um, as it's crashing down, uh, they are coming to this place to develop and to take over. And so Jake Sully and his family flee to a to another place, to the sea people. And as they get to the sea people, um, they have this conversation, and the sea people don't want to receive them because they know that war is coming. And when, when, um, when these people, when the sky people finally find them, there's going to be trouble. And so they have this conversation, and then because they're jungle people and they don't understand the way of water, the, the leader says, you can stay, but he says to his people... You're going to have to train them and teach them in the way of water. And you're going to need to teach them so that they don't suffer the shame of being useless. It's a pretty powerful line. And theologically speaking, biblically speaking, I would direct you to Matthew chapter 25 or to Luke chapter 19 in the Gospels to look at the parable of the talents. I don't have enough time today to go there, but go home and and read the scriptures. Because there's something beautiful and expected about having gifts and using them. The, The mercy and the grace of God giving us these gifts means that we get to put them into practice to be useful for the kingdom of God. Paul said it this way to the church in Philippi. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who is at work in you, enabling you both to will and to work for his good purposes. Friends, God is at work in you, and God has given you gifts for you to be useful, to use them in the kingdom. They're to be used every hour of the week for God's glory and our good. And I realize that this is going to be a little bit out of context for us, and it's going to stretch us just a little bit, and it's not going to be a great online experience. It's just not. But this is true. Uh, this, this spiritual gifts document it can be found on our website at wearecenterpoint.com. And, and, and I hope you have them. If you, if you don't have one, um, like, I'll try to scurry around and get you one. But we're going to take just two minutes. We're going to take two or three minutes. And, and, and I want you to ask the Lord to reveal to you, maybe you can find your spiritual gifts on this document. 
actually I'm going to ask you to read them. And I'm going to invite you to be open, to have your heart and your, your heart and your mind. I do this all the time. Why is that? I want your heart and your mind to be open to who God says um, you are, to what gifts you have. We talk about this um, in week two of Discover Centerpoint, by the way. Here's a uh, short in, a commercial for Centerpoint in the middle of the message. Um, if, if you want to go to Discover Centerpoint, um, it begins at 1045. Go check it out. Now, my primary spiritual gifts, my primary gift is discernment. It feels really awkward to say this out loud. But my primary gift is discernment. And, and, and I have other gifts. There's other gifts alive in me, gifts like faith and healings, and pastor. Um, Those are alive in me, and and I get to use them for God's glory and your good. But not every gift is mine. (laughs) I am no craftsman. That is not my gift. Take a minute or two. Read the sheet. And ask God to reveal to you what your gifts are. And I'll come back in a minute.
we doing? Did you get through? Did you get through the document? I hope so. And if you didn't, take it. Go back to it. Did you identify a gift? Maybe two or three or four? I mean, isn't it great to, to see and to be able to identify? I, mean, I remember in the, one of the first sessions when we piloted a Discover Center Point, somebody said, oh, that's actually a gift from God. And it changed the way they look at their work. And so you get to use the gifts, skills, talents, and passions you have wherever it is that you live and work and play, wherever it is that you find your being. And if you still have the calendar that you received in the first week, there are calendars as you leave the space too, but we had you fill in like how you want to show up or what you're gonna, how you're going to be with that calendar. If you take that calendar... And if you take your spiritual gifts and, and you overlay them or you let them intersect, I bet you're going to find some pretty powerful um, ways in which you can be on mission, the way in which you can make Christ known in, in the places where you live and work and play for not just this one hour on Sunday morning, but for all of the other 167 hours that you live and move and breathe. The author and speaker, Bob Goff, said this, I get the invitation every morning when I wake up to actually live a life of complete engagement. It's the invitation to actually live, to fully participate in this amazing life for one more day. Friends, aware God has given each of us gifts to be used every hour of the day for God's glory and our good, can we decide today together, that we will use them all 168 hours of the week. Can we do that? Thanks for listening to the Centerpoint Church Podcast. Be sure to keep up with us on social media at facebook.com slash wearecenterpoint or on Instagram at wearecenterpoint. We hope to see you soon in person for worship this Sunday at 930.